Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. If you've never been an Audible customer and want to see what they offer, just go to www.audibletrial.com slash Excelsior Journeys and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs, download a title for free, and start listening. It's that easy. Why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. And with this free 30-day trial, you'll have your pick of it all. You can hear books of all genres narrated by Jim Dale, Stephen Fry, Will Patton, Alex Hyde-White, Jeff Brick, Neil Shaw, William Demerit, and even a few by me, George Soroy. So go to www.audibletrial.com slash Excelsior Journeys and start your own 30-day journey with Audible today. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire, and you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy. Prepare to ignite. Is there a burning desire within to share your creativity with the rest of the world? Do you insist on pursuing your passion by any means necessary? Then you are on an Excelsior journey, and you are not alone. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys. My name is George Soroy. Thank you so much for being here. And I really, really hope you guys have been enjoying the previous episodes here at the Winding Trails Media Podcasting Network. It's um, I have a whole lot in store for you from uh, not only a lot of different authors, but also a lot of different artists, singers, actresses, actors, dancers, filmmakers, the whole thing. It's, it's going to be a whole lot of fun uh, from here on out with Excelsior Journey. So I'm really, really glad you guys have stuck it out uh, from the previous run. I'm so glad you guys are back here for this next run of Excelsior Journeys. Basically, season two is where we are right now. And one of the great things about being in a writing community is you get to experience a lot of different authors, and some of them are on the same journey that you are. And I have one in particular who is with us here this week. Amy Hale is a hybrid author herself. She has been traditionally published. She is also self-published. And this is her latest trip over here at PenCon in 2019. Um, it's always great to, uh, to chat with her. And I'm so glad that we had the opportunity to actually sit down and have a full-on chat about her journey. So it's my pleasure to introduce to you, Amy Hale. Amy, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks. Yes. Uh, so this is PenCon 2019. Um, how many, just for uh, for starters, how many books will you be at least putting on display for people? I know that there are a lot of different shipping snafus that are going on with different, uh, different authors here. Thank you, Amazon. Uh, mm-hmm. Were you one of them that experienced that? No, thankfully I was not. Uh, I I ordered a, a bulk order of books uh, two or three months ago because I had a lot of events coming up, like several in a row. So I have everything that I publish with me at this event. Fantastic. And that, and that number is how many? 11. 11 works. Yes. And that's a combination of traditional and self-published. Correct. Excellent. Excellent. And what's the latest one you're uh, you're on right now? Do you have one that's in progress or do you have one that is just launched? I did have one that just released uh, last month, 
believe it's last month. Boy, the time's going by fast. It's September. Yeah. <laughs> well, this this is going to be airing in October, October. so we'll say you know like okay. August. Then okay. We'll... Yeah. So actually, I think it was July. Now that I'm I'm getting oh, my even better. Straight. Yes. <laughs> um. So it was uh, July 26th. I, I released my latest Havenwood Falls book. Excellent. It is a sequel to Flame Among, Flames Among the Frost, and it's called Betrayal Among the Frost. And it's a continuation of my Frost Dragon family that mm-hmm. I write for with Havenwood Falls. And it has been probably the most fun of any of the books I've written. Really? Because this character is very kind of sassy. She's She's kind of got a mouth on her. You know, she's kind of that... Uh, I don't know. She, she's that alter ego that sometimes we just want to say what we think, yep. and she does it. And I, I just love writing her. She's so much fun. Oh, that's great. So uh, with that in mind, uh, can you let our listeners know what genre uh, these books are in? Uh, the Havenwood Falls is a paranormal romance. Okay. Um, and each author that writes in, in Havenwood Falls has kind of a different spin on their characters. But yeah, it's, it's all pretty much paranormal romance in there. Excellent. Excellent. Um, so... With that in mind, you said you have a whole series that's that's uh, that's part of this, right? Mm-hmm. You said Havenwood Falls. Yes. Now, is that just you? Is that you know like involved with other people? Or is that uh, it's it is a multi-author project, so it's kind of like the Kindle Shared Worlds. Okay. Uh, so I think we have forty some authors that write for Havenwood 40? Falls. Forty. Yes. Wow. Yes, it's it's very big. I think there's currently sixty-two books out. Whoa. Um, and there's four different lines. There is the Havenwood Falls, which is the new adult. Yeah. There's Havenwood Falls High, which is the young adult. Right. There's the Legends line, which is a kind of the origin stories of the town. Oh, cool. And then there is Sin and Silk, which is the steamier side. And they just announced that they're now doing a uh, Sun and Moon Academy, which is a spinoff of Havenwood Falls as well. Wow. That is so cool. That is so cool. I love that you actually get to play in this. It is pretty much an established universe, yes. right? Like, yes. you, Do you have certain guidelines or anything that you... That you're given, and then you just kind of have to write within those. Yeah, yeah. We have a, a world bible. Um, yeah. When I started, I was one of uh, in the first year. I think I was one of the first six or eight people that were brought on, and we had this little bitty bible that we were just adding, you know, information to so that everything was cohesive. And now it's huge. And every time we bring on a new author, I feel like okay, we need to go talk them off a ledge <laughs> because they open this world bible up and they're all like, oh dear lord, what am I looking at? Yeah, because there's so much information now. Because with each book, we add to it, and we add to it. Um, but yeah, we do have specific rules we have to follow, and um, it just depends on how your story flows on what you you know, what path you need to take with the Bible. Okay. So how did this whole thing start? What, you know, like, uh, what was the, what was the germ of Havenwood Falls? Like, what, where did um, that go? Where it was originally from? Christy Cook's idea. Yeah. Um, she's been wanting to do something like this a long time. She, I think she, if I remember correctly, she had um, some lawyers telling her, oh, this will be a logistical nightmare, you know, for copyrights and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. She finally sat found someone that could work it all out. She got the contracts figured out, um, and then um, she started approaching all of us to see if we'd be interested in joining us with her. And so it's now published under um, Angora Productions. Yeah. And um, it has been a lot of fun getting to work with all these other authors and, and seeing not only writing my characters, but maybe getting to play with some of their characters 
Ooh. in my stories and then seeing them take my characters and put a little different spin on it you know making sure it stays true to the character but also seeing how that author views my characters yeah has been fun so you kind of like have your own mcu basically very, yeah very much so yeah yeah because yeah. like i mean like you look at um you look at think um the first two guardians of the galaxy written by james gunn then you go to avengers infinity war and Avengers Endgame, where you have the same characters, mm-hmm. but they're written by Chris Marcus and Stephen McFeely. Yeah. And, you know, they are able to get that tone right. Yeah, you it's know, all pulled together. Yeah. yeah. So, um, wow. So we're definitely going to be discussing this more. But <laughs> okay. first, but first, like, I mean, um, but first I want to have that experience of that lightning bolt moment from you. What was that moment that made you decide this is the path I want to be on? This is the journey I want to take mm-hmm. as a writer? That's a good question. Um, as far as just becoming a writer? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, I've always been writing something, telling stories. Um, even as a kid, I was, you know, making up these wild stories and getting myself in trouble. Yeah. Um, I have a, I like to tell the story that I have a friend when I was 12, she was coming over my house to spend the night mm-hmm. and I just started telling this scary story. I just got this idea. So I started telling her this scary story. I scared her so bad. She had her mom come pick her up. She didn't want to spend the night anymore. <laughs> I love you, Paula. Um, thankfully we're still friends. Um, and uh, we both laugh about it now. Yeah. But um, I think there's been little moments like that that have made me think, maybe I should be writing this stuff down. Yeah. So in high school, I actually wrote my first book in high school. Oh, wow. Um, and I wrote, it was a horror novel. And, yeah. Because um, I was a huge Stephen King fan. And, still, uh, still are. Still are, yes. Yep. Um, but I, I wrote my first novel. I have no idea where it's at. I can't remember what I titled it. I just remember finishing it and thinking, this is terrible. And I threw it away. <laughs> you threw it away? I threw wow. it away. I wish I would have kept it because maybe I could do something, you know, rework it. With so it was just longhand? So it was just yes, longhand? Yes, it was just in a, in a notebook. Oh, um, oh. You know, I would sit on the bus. I yep. went to a, a tech school 30 minutes away. I did the, I did the same, same thing. thing. <laughs> I did the same. I filled so many spiral notebooks with stories. And, you know, granted with me, like it was like reverse fan fiction. Mm-hmm. So I was taking my original characters and I was ripping off every movie that I'd known <laughs> and just throwing different plots and even dialogue and everything in there. Um, so, yeah, so I definitely know how that is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like all of those, all that stuff found its way to the trash and... In some cases, I'm glad it did. Yeah, yeah but, uh, I'm sure I would cringe if I went back and looked at it now. Do you, so you don't remember like the story itself? I or remember anything, or? like basics. I, this girl, I know it's like it started out with this girl waking up in a base, a dirt basement, and she she has no way to get out. I had this whole, but I Ooh. don't remember much more than that. So apparently, it wasn't too memorable. <laughs> now that's that sounds like an interesting concept. Is this something that you would want to like explore I later on? Probably use that somewhere. Yeah, I am working on some potential horror stuff. Nice. So nice. yeah. Yeah, I'll probably do something with it. So, so as, as you started off writing horror, but that's not the genre that you would eventually yeah. go into, right? So, right. how did paranormal romance find its way to your heart? Um, so, and I had I've been writing nonfiction for the last twenty years, really. Uh, and, and about uh, in twenty thirteen, yeah, I was working for health magazines and that kind of thing. Okay, and it was so stressful. Yeah. Um, it's very political. Um, people don't, I don't think people realize how political nutrition is. Um, it's very, very, oh, yeah. Yeah. very touch and go. <laughs> yeah. And I got tired of the stress and the nastiness and decided that I wanted to go back to fiction because that was my first love. Yeah. And with the support of my husband, he's like, just, just do it. You're miserable. 
you're not making enough money that it's going to kill us if we lose this income while you start something new. Right. So I started with fiction again, and I re- I love romances. Um, it's something that I've just I've got hordes of books at home. Um, and what's odd is they're like Regency. But okay. it's not what I write. Yeah. <laughs> I just like to read them. So I started reading those, and then I have some um, suspense and stuff. And I'm going through all these, and I'm thinking, I can do this. You know, I, I know I can do this. So yeah. I had this one idea in my head for a suspense story um, and, and then with a romantic twist. And I'd had it for two or three years, so that was the first thing I started on. Right. So my very first book was Romantic Suspense. Um, and then I ended up, the second book, I was a snippet of this weird little dream I had. And it was about a girl who could make, the, she was having like a nightmare and she's thrashing in her bed and things are flying around the room because wow. of her emotional response. I woke up and I thought, oh, I can do something with that. Yeah. It ended up being an entire trilogy that won me three awards a couple of years ago in an event. It's fantastic. Um, and that's my Shadows trilogy. Yeah. And it was paranormal. Um, so after writing that trilogy, I just realized I was in love with that kind of story. Yeah. That just really just got me fired up. So I've been pretty much doing mostly paranormal ever since. I have a couple of um, romantic comedies just yeah. to kind of break, do something different. And I love the thriller, uh, psychological thriller, horror aspect of stuff too. So I'm working on those as well. Right. Awesome. Awesome. So... Um... So you had that one horror story that obviously didn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you decided you were going to switch over to, par- to Paranormal Romance. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that first book, like that first one that you were able to finally crack. What was that? For, what was the, the first draft of that? Like, what like, was that like? Um, the, the romance or the very first book period? The very first book period. period. Okay. So that was my romantic suspense. Yeah. Um, it was it was kind of wild because I was writing down snippets of ideas and then trying to piece them together and figure out, you know, okay, I know I want this to happen and I know I want this to happen, but I'm a terrible plotter. I'm just going to tell you right now. Okay. <laughs> I kind of know my beginning, I know my end, and then the middle's fuzzy until I get there. I'm know? right there with you. I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just kind of let the characters take me where they want to go. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I have to smack them back in the line. But, you know, most of the time they just run with it and I write it down. Um so uh, I got got this all put together, and it took me a year and a half to write this book, which I laugh at now because now I can write one in like three, four months. Oh, I'm <laughs> I'm so I'm so envious as someone who like the last book it took five years out of me. Like, oh yeah, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. And these my books aren't like these long epic. You know, there is that fantasies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, you've got some more to yours than mine. Well, yeah, you know, like there's, yeah, you know, but at the same time, though, you know, like the one thing that I'm trying to do for part three for Excelsior is get it, uh, get it more along the length of book one mm-hmm. rather than book two. Yeah, book two took a lot out of me. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is exhausting emotionally. I don't think some people realize how much you put into a book. Yeah, um, of yourself, of your emotions, your time. You wear yourself out mentally, emotionally, and physically writing this stuff. And I have to, I have to interject with something really quickly. I was at a, I, I was doing a Barnes and Noble signing uh, just last week at this time, um, and there was there was this older customer and everything who was asking me blatantly, just like why this particular paperback, not mine, but someone else's, was seventeen ninety five, and mm-hmm. I just didn't have the heart to tell her. It's just like, well. With everything the with with everything the the author has done, 
and everything that the publisher is going to be making off of that, you got to give the author something. Yeah, yeah, because there is not a lot of profit. No. Especially when you're going through a publisher, and it's not because the publisher's bad. It's just there's so much It's the nature of the game because what they are doing is so much. It's... you know, like this is not to sell any publisher short because the publisher, if it weren't for the publisher, the author wouldn't be seen. Yes. yes. So that's, you know, like if, if the, if the publisher wasn't a part of it, then basically the author is just writing it in, you know, longhand in a notebook. Yeah. Yeah. And who knows what's going to happen with that book. You yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's an emotional journey. Yeah. Definitely. So how, so the first one gets done. Mm-hmm. And everything. Um, now, was that one self-published or was that traditional? That was self-published. Okay. I had this huge fear of totally being rejected. Yeah. <laughs> and so I thought, you know what? I'm just going to self-publish and we'll see what the what the results are like. You know, um, and I actually did okay. Um, yeah. I, I can't complain for being my first book. Right. So, uh, and I got enough feedback that encouraged me to keep trying at that after that point. So, oh, good. Uh, yeah. Good. Now, is the the romantic suspense one, that first one, Yes. was that a standalone or was that something that you had in mind to continue on? It was standalone. Okay. Yes. All right, cool. And so the so you, you put that out. Did you put it out through Amazon or did you put it through um, a different like self-publishing, you know, like uh, printer or something like Infinity or, Cre- mm-hmm. or um, iUniverse or anything like that? Uh, it was Amazon. Amazon, so okay. So I did that and then I submitted to like Smashwords and, oh, gotcha. you know, let it get the, the wider distribution. Because yeah. um, thankfully that was pretty simple and I didn't know how to do all of that at the Yeah, time. God, God bless Smashwords. And, and, a big, <laughs> and a big shout out to Mark Coker, the CEO of Smashwords, who is here in, yes. this, in this very building. And if, um, yeah, so I hope you're listening, Mark. Kudos to you. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, um, so you have, so you have that first one, it gets some traction. You start to think like, Hey, maybe I can make a run of this. Mm -hmm. What's that second one about? The second one is the one that I had to dream, the shadows of Jane. Um, and that one, um, when I started writing, I wasn't sure if it was going to be a trilogy or what it was going to be. And, um, then I, as I got about in the middle of the book, I realized, Oh, there's so much more I can tell of the story. Yeah. So I broke it up into three stories. Um, and that one was was my first paranormal, and it's really funny because I really didn't read paranormal at the time. It yeah. was just kind of what came to me, and so I started putting that one together. And that one was again so much fun, and I enjoyed the suspense one, but this one was just very intense and um, very action packed compared to my my suspense one. I thought was action packed until I started writing right. that one, and then I was like, oh no 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 no, that's not not quite as much. But uh, it was it was just so much fun. It was like I was just like feeding this addiction. Yeah, you know, I wanted to see Jane go through this, and, and then of course I'm feeling bad because I'm putting my characters through these terrible things. Right. Like, oh, if this was real life, it'd be awful. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, it was just very uh, encouraging. Um, getting the and of course I had beta readers. I finally figured out that I needed to have some feedback before I published. Uh, so I had some beta readers on board, and the feedback I was getting from them was phenomenal. So I thought, you know, I'm just going to make a go of this. And yeah. um, I have not looked back since. It's just been too much fun to stop. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so the uh, so that so that um, story that you know um, that second one, the one that becomes the trilogy, yes. basically. What was it like just knowing that you were? You, you what? Where did you know like where to leave off each book? You said oh. you had to, you had to cut it into three. So yeah, yeah, um, that's kind of a, an odd. It's kind of like knowing where to stop a chapter. Um, 
it just kind of like naturally, I feel it out. It feels right. Yeah. Um, and I hate to leave on such a cliffhanger that people are going to be cursing me until the next book yeah. comes out. <laughs> so I try to wrap up the, the, the main part of the story, but still mm-hmm. leave enough mystery that they're going to want to pick up book two. That's kind of what I did with, yeah. with Excelsior. You know, yeah. like I, I told a complete story for both Excelsior and Ever Upward. Each one has a beginning, middle, and end, but that last page shows you where it's going next. Yeah, there is still something back in the back there that you want to know more about, and you're going to find it in the next book. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That is so cool. So um, so as that's going on, you said that you were, you know, getting some, you had, um, you had gotten some awards. Now, was it from this, or was it something else that you were doing? It was from this Shadows trilogy. Okay. Um, yeah, it was uh, one of those where uh, it was reader voted. Okay. Um, and it was at the Ozarks Indie Book Fest in 2017. Oh, that's great. Um, I was up for Best Hero Shiro, uh, Best Paranormal, I think it was Best Paranormal uh, Book, and then Best Overall Series, and I won all three of those. Wow. That's yeah, fantastic. That's exciting. That is fantastic. So how long did it take for each one to get written? Uh, let's see. Well, after after getting that very first book done and realizing how the process went, I was able to speed it up. Yeah. Um, and a lot, of course, it helps when you don't have the self-doubt you have in your first book. You're yeah. kind of just like, okay, I got this. And you just kind of, you know, fly through Push it. Push through it, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think uh, overall, I got all three books done. Plus, I did two kind of in between. I did the two romantic comedies in between the books just to give me kind of a palate cleanser, something different. Yeah. Um, so I basically wrote five books uh, in about a year and a half. A year and a half. Yeah. Wow. Now, what's the length of each one? Uh, they run about fifty five thousand. Okay. Course. So it's not they're not big books right. by any means. Yeah. But yeah, it's enough to give you a good six or seven hour read, you know. <laughs> all right. So this is all right, so this is something that I am really trying to get a grasp on myself because I tend you know, like you like you saw it. Ever Upward is a big book. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's <laughs> it's over four hundred pages and everything. Yeah. And but at the same time, the time frame where everything takes place is pretty is pretty tight. It only takes place within, I would say, like a, a couple of days, mm-hmm. like a few days. Um, the same as Excelsior, even though Excelsior is a shorter book. Mm-hmm. What's your writing style like? Because I know, that like, you know, if you look like, you look at, uh, say, Stephen King, as we mentioned earlier, the big news right now, because it's out in theaters right now, is chapter two of It. Mm-hmm. Now, and that is, chap- you know, that's chapter two, you know, like, of two movies, but both of those movies are comprised from a 1,400-page book. Yes, which I read that entire book. <laughs> which, I mean, like, I mean, you should get a medal for that, like, just for getting through that. Yeah. You know, it's good good arm workout, just carrying that book around. I'm sure, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've still, like, main, you know, like maintained my pride in, fin- in starting and finishing 112263, which is another, you know, that's another big one. But yeah. at the same time... I read it on the Kindle, so maybe I cheated. You know, like I don't, <laughs> not able to do the curls as much. You know, like my arms aren't as jacked. You know, yeah. but um, well, so. I read in high school when Kindles didn't exist. So oh, had, there you go. You there had you go. to carry back in my day. Yeah, yes. <laughs> back before technology. Right. So we have. So um, so, what is your style like? What is? Wh- how are you able to take? Like, I mean, how long do you know? Like, how long of a time frame are your books in? Like, are they? Uh, well, like the Shadows trilogy, um, like the first book is over just a few weeks. Okay. Um, and the same thing with the, like the second and the third, but, but the in-between spaces. So like the first book picks up 
a few months, or the second book picks up a few months after the first book. Okay. Kind of, you know, summer's kind of come and gone, and life had calmed down, but now here's something new to, you know, pick up where they were, where they left off in the last book. Yeah. Um, usually my books, I, my stories tend to run within just, you know, a few weeks. Um, okay. I've read, I've read somewhere they're like, they take one or two days and they stretch it out through the whole book. And I'm amazed because yeah. it's such great detail. <laughs> right. But me, I'm the kind of person that I'm like, okay, I don't need all this detail. I just want to know what's happening. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That's exactly what, you know, like, that's exactly how I am. I'm always just like, just get on with the story. I don't yes. need to know where the wallpaper yeah, came from. I don't from. care what you color know, the curtains are. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I, t- I find myself, even when reading, skimming over things that, after a while, I'm like, okay, I, okay, where, okay, yeah, they were fighting. Now here's a new room. Okay, where are they, where are they fighting again? You know, I want to yeah. know. So I find myself skimming over those details mentally when I'm reading sometimes. And then I feel bad because I'm like, I know the author puts so much work into describing right. this. But it's just my, I don't know, maybe my attention span. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to, so I write that way. I tend, and then I have to go back and I'm like, this is a book. I need to add some stuff in here. People want to know. Yeah. I want to know what color his hair is just because I forgot to add it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I get it. I get it. So, so are you more, would you say you're more story driven or more character driven? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I hadn't thought about that. Uh, I would say probably story driven. I thought so. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm the same way. You know, like I'm very impatient when it comes to, when it comes to my reading and when it comes to my writing, yeah. I just want to get just on with the going. story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's why I had a prologue that is no longer in the book because I realized I didn't need it. I yeah. wanted to get right to the, right to the story and see yeah. where, where it took me. Yeah. The first line in um, Shadows of Jane is she ran. Wow. It just, she starts just, right off the gate. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That is fantastic. That is that is such that is so you know that's such a great I was compression right no there. Time. Apparently not, and that that is fantastic that you're able to do that. So that's 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 something I definitely need to I need to learn from you. You know, like really, just I need to study your work and see how you've been able to do that because not only do I need to get this part three finished in a in a decent amount of time you know thank mm-hmm. thank you jeff you know like for giving me this giving me this extension mm-hmm. um but at the same time it's just like i also want it so that it's a smaller yeah. tighter read you yeah. know because yeah. i don't feel like words were wasted in ever upward i'm very proud mm-hmm. of how that came together it's probably the best book i've ever written mm-hmm. or will ever write i don't know who knows but <laughs> yeah. you know, like but i'm but for this one this particular story just it feels like it needs to be tighter it needs to be shorter yeah yeah, you know, just, some parts of stories do just seem to feel like they, they need to be a little more concise just to keep the flow going correctly. Right. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, so what were the... So um, so you wind up getting the, uh, the nominations for the awards. Mm-hmm. Now, um, and of course winning three of them, which is fantastic. Yeah. So what, you know, like what's your say on awards? Because there are so many people that are out there that, you know, that think like awards don't mean anything. There are people that think that awards where you have to pay to enter don't mean anything. Uh, there are other ones that, you know, that, that proudly showcase their awards. Mm-hmm. And um, it's the same thing as like a bestseller status. Mm-hmm. What, is your, what is your say on, on all of that? I think, I mean, if, if you want it, be proud of it. I yeah. mean, and because someone thought you were worthy of it. I mean, it may not be you know, an Oscar or a Grammy or whatever. And then like with mine, mine was voted on by readers. Yeah. But apparently there was enough of them that despite everyone that, and I was in with a really good group of authors that 
I was honestly shocked because I did not expect them to call my name when they, you know, when they announced the winners. Um, but uh, I think, you know, whatever the reason, if you want it, be proud of it. Yeah. You know, um, same thing with bestseller status. It, you know, may not be New York Times, but if you hit number one on Amazon or whatever, yeah, enjoy it. You know, use it. Thank um, you. That's... It, it's a great marketing. Yeah. Um, I I can't tell you how many times I've been in an event. And I'll be shut. They'll be looking at my trilogy, and then I'll mention I won three awards for it, and it kind of changes the way they look at it. Suddenly. Yeah. Um, and it's not dishonest because it, it, it did I did win them. Maybe yeah. it wasn't some big prestigious, you know, um, event or whatever. But I still won them. I was still nominated. Yeah. I was still voted on, and um, I'm very very proud of them. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I, I, I tend I feel the same way because like when. Um, when Reader's Favorite gave from Parts Unknown a five-star award, I yeah. made sure that that was not only like going on the book, but that was like going on the print. Yes. You know, like that was yeah, going to be printed absolutely. into the cover. Yeah. You know, and especially considering that one, that one's always like the, like the redheaded stepchild <laughs> of my, of my library. Because yeah. like it, it's the one, it's the one that was self-published. It's the one that people told me that I should self-publish because it's such a niche market. Yeah. But at the same time, it got that. Yeah. Excelsior didn't get that. You know, like, yeah. and I haven't, I didn't try Forever Upward, but, yeah. um, but at the same time, like, I feel like I'm proud of that. Yeah, absolutely. And the same thing with Excelsior, because Excelsior got a BookBub promotion. Mm-hmm. And it's and that's so, hard to get. <laughs> yeah. Th- and thank you again, Jeff at A. Loris Publishing for making that happen. You know, because once it went wide, all of a sudden BookBub started looking at it and they agreed mm-hmm. it should get it should get a feature deal. Yeah, absolutely. And sure enough, you know, like it sold enough in the U.S. on Amazon to reach number one over there, mm-hmm. you know, like in, in a category. And then it reached number one in three categories in Amazon Canada. That's fantastic. So, yeah. you know, like I was just like, and I even, you know, like reached out to other authors and I was just like, so does this make me an international best-selling author because it's USA and Canada? And they were like, yeah. Yep. I was just like, then that's what I am now. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, yeah I, I'm I say that, to that too because I've had like my, my Catching Whitney, my first uh, romantic comedy and it was a little novella. Yeah. And I just did it, like I said, a kind of a palate cleanser. I wanted to do something fun and I have a quirky sense of humor and I just, you know, threw it in the book. And um, I hit... I think number twelve in Canada, excellent, and um, and and also here in the U.S. And so you know, my books have hit those in those various categories. Yeah, have been been listed in the top one hundred several times. And no, it's not the orange flag all every time, but I'm proud of it. Yeah, and, you know, and I tell people that because it's it's an accomplishment. I mean, finishing a book is an accomplishment. Yes, it is. So when you've done that, be proud of that. Even if you haven't published it yet, if you finished it, be proud of it. So I say every step. Grab a hold of it, you know, shout it from the rooftops and keep moving on. <laughs> Absolutely. Celebrate it. Because if you don't celebrate yourself, who else is going Absolutely. to? Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I definitely am with that. So, um, so to bring, so you've gotten, you've gotten the several, you know, at that point, so you got um, the five books that you wrote in the year and a half, mm-hmm. which still, like, I mean, I, I need to actually hold one of those books in my hand. I got to see, <laughs> I got to see how you do this. Because uh-huh. I'm going to probably have that like right by my desk. Just like, just keep it short. Just keep it moving. Just you know? Tell the story. <laughs> it's, it's like how Ian, uh, Ian Fleming wrote Casino Royale. That's a small mm-hmm. book. But man, is it, it's a com- great story. but man, is it fantastic. Yeah. You know, yeah. and like it, um, I remember uh, hearing the document, uh, watching the documentary, Everything or Nothing about 007. And, 
they were talking about how, you know, like how he kept everything so tight. He said like, uh, you know, short sentences. So like Bond's gun spoke once. Mm-hmm. Boom. There you go. says a lot right there. Yeah. 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 So that sort of style is something that I really need to get a hang get a hang of. Um, so you have those. So you have the five there and then you have the one. So that's mm-hmm. there's six right there. Mm-hmm. When did now was that what got was it Havenwood Falls? Yes. Okay. Is that what got Havenwood Falls looking in your direction? Uh, I think so. Um, I know uh Christy is, is big within the paranormal community. and um, Now, this is Christy she, Cook. Christy Cook, yes. Now, uh, what has she done? Um, she has the Soul, I think it's Soul Saver series. Um, sorry, Christy, my, my, <laughs> my brain is going blank now. Um, if you're listening, yeah. hi, Christy. Hi, Christy, yeah. <laughs> I cannot, I don't know, my, my brain is going blank. Um, but I, know Soul, I think it's a Soul Saver series. It was a really popular one of hers. Um, but... She, I had her actually um, beta read for me on really? my second Shadows book. Um, I just, you know, I was like, you know, I respect you. Can you kind of give me some feedback on this? Um, and so now, was she, now, was she okay with, with beta reading the second one without reading the, the first one? Or did she, uh, she read the first one on her own? Or I take that back. It's the third one she beta read for Oh, wow. And she went so back you... and read the, read the other so that she had some context. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and um, she gave me some really great advice nice. on ways to tighten it up. Um, I'm bad. I was really bad about head hopping. I finally got that down. Yeah. I'm not doing that anymore. Yep. <laughs> that <laughs> but, was my thing. Yes. That was that was something. You know, like thankfully, my you know, like my wonderful editors and beta readers and everything just like reminded me of that. And mm-hmm. that was just like okay, I got to keep myself from doing. It. And now it's something that I keep in now mind. Now it's automatic. Yeah. yeah. Where before, yeah. So she was pointing out, you know, I don't, I'm not sure who's speaking here or whatever. So she helped me really kind of tighten that up. Um, and afterwards, of course, by then she'd read all three books, um, and it came out, and, she, and we just kept talking, and um, I think it just led to her knowing my writing style, yeah, and knowing, and another thing that she pointed out to a lot of us was, um, not only do you write well, but you're professional. You, you, you treat this as a business. It's not just a hobby to you, because she wanted professional people in this series. That's fantastic. People she yeah. knew she could depend on that weren't going to just kind of flake out. Flake out, out or, yeah. Or are like, eh, I don't feel like doing it, you know? Right. Because we all take it very seriously. We all have deadlines. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have that urge, you We're know, really committed. to get it out there. Yeah, you know? committed yeah. to making this work. And yeah. that's what she wanted. And that's the beautiful thing about just being at PenCon. Mm-hmm. You are surrounded by everyone who is just as committed as you are. Yeah. And in some cases, a lot more. Yeah. You know, like, I mean... <laughs> Uh, I mean, um, I mean, it's it's it still just like you know amazes me just the kind of content and the amount of content that so many people are are churning out. You yes. eleven books, <laughs> you know, and that's amazing. You know, that's still like that blows my mind and everything. Just so and it's and it's all like you know quality stuff. Mm-hmm. You're not just throwing it out there. You're not just using your NaNoWriMo draft yeah, and yeah. saying, there it is, you know, go yeah. Amazon. Yeah. yeah. I'm very, very picky that way, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and of course my first book to now, um, I've learned a lot. I believe that, you know, with each book I get better and yeah. I improve. Um, so I look back at my first book and I think, you know, sometimes I see things I want to go fix real, you know, yep. but then I also know, okay, no, I need to keep moving forward. I could spend, years going back and fixing little things in each book because you as you learn you since you see so many things but i have to keep myself from (laughs) keep myself from wanting to do that oh yeah yeah so um so 
So Christy Cook, you know, she she's your beta reader. Mm-hmm. What happens next? When does she drop Havenwood Falls in your lap? Uh, so she mentioned Havenwood Falls um, kind of um, among a group of friends at one point. And I saw her start making these announcements that, um, you know, Angdor Productions is going to be creating this, this world. And here's we brought on uh, Tish Thoyer, um, uh, Susan Bordor. I mean, she started naming all these people. I'm like, oh, this is a really cool, this is going to be awesome. I can't wait to read these. And they're all, he- and they're all here, aren't they? Like, um, I know Tish yes. is. Yes, yeah. Tish is. I think Susan's going to be here just kind of walking around uh, this weekend. Excellent. Um, but yeah, we have a lot of Havenwood Falls authors here. That's so cool. Uh, Stacey Rourke. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Stacy Work is yes, too. So yes. yeah. So we have a lot of us here, and um, uh, out of nowhere, I get this message in my inbox from Christy, and she's like, "Hey, would you be interested?" And of course, I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> now, were you? Now, did you have something in progress while you were when you were being courted? Or is it something that you just happen to be between projects? It, and it happened like... to fall just at the right time. I think I had just finished. Um, finished promoting my my last one in the trilogy yeah um and i had was doing just kind of a little side project there's a character that people just love in the trilogy but he's a side character and they wanted his side of the story so i was slowly putting together this little fun novella that you know i thought i'll throw it out there for the people that really want it um so i was kind of picking at that when she contacted me so then of course that got shoved to the side (laughs) i was like oh yeah that's okay (laughs) um and then we started discussing you know what I was going to write about. Yeah. She had me submit a proposal. I mean, you know, go through the whole thing. And then, then they sent me contracts and, uh, I was officially on and I was like so excited. And it's funny now because I hear her say it blows her mind because now there's writers that their, their wish list yeah. or their bucket list is to write for Havenwood Falls. That's so cool. And that's awesome. That is so cool. Like that. So you said there are 62. I think we have 62 now. That's Wait, one a amazing. week. It gets, it gets one a week. Yeah, there's a book a week released. Wow, wow. And now we have Sun and how, Moon Academy, so that's even. Now, how much book. time do you get? Like, what's your allotted time space to finish a book? Um, usually, I think I've had about six months every time because we go through, you know, the the proposal, yeah. signing the contract, and then we start setting up the dates where we have to have first draft. Um, and she uses a Asana the program Asana to keep everything organized. So we'll get notifications. Okay. Rem- reminder. Oh, nice. You know, first draft is due, you know, in a month or, uh, you know, we're going to start promoting here. Make sure you have your newsletter. So she, you know, she keeps us, I don't know how she does it. She's amazing. Yeah. She keeps everything organized <laughs> so that we kind of stay on track. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, there's so much, uh, you know, to keep up with and her, like I said, we had about, had about six months, I think, with each book. Yeah. We planned it far enough ahead that I had time to kind of feel it all out, have my beta readers get to it, and, uh, you know, go through the whole process because I had the beta, had the uh, editing and then another round of editing and then proofreading and then formatting. And, you know, it just it's a, it takes a while, especially yeah. when you have that many authors involved. She has to juggle all of that. So yeah, we have to give plenty of uh, plenty of time to get all that done. Oh, absolutely. So, um, so when you... Do you have like something that you're pitching or do you have like, uh, um, does, Chris, does Christy have like a certain set things that she want, like certain type of story that she wants in there or? It's usually just your, what you're pitching. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's obviously like, you know, it, she'll say, you know, we need some Havenwood Falls. We need some Havenwood Falls High. You know, who's interested in doing what? Yeah. And I've done, I've written for High and for Havenwood Falls. 
so it was kind of fun doing the YA characters because I'd never never done that before. Um, but yeah, you just tell her your ideas. You, you write out your pitch. You send it to her. And if she feels like it'll work, you know, she, she like, we lay out all of the details and the contract and then right. go from there. But yeah, she pretty much leaves a lot of creativity up to us and that's nice. Yeah. What was that first one like when you, when you finished it? You know, the... uh, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, because like, again, um, you know, I'm used to having to be the one that does everything. Yeah. You know, with self-publishing, you've got to make sure the covers and blah, blah, blah. Oh, and yeah. It was so nice to send it off to an editor and know that, okay, do I have enough in my account to pay my editor? This mm-hmm. week? Um, you know, we'll send it to her and have all this stuff done and sent back and, and it's just done, you know, and I'm not looking at my bank account <laughs> crying, crying. <laughs> because I've spent thousands on all of these services. And, um, and she wrote us out a very fair, uh, contract for our, our compensation. Oh, good. Um, so, um, you know, so it's once all the expenses are taken care of, you know, we start seeing the royalties and, um, it's, it's very, very interesting compared to doing it to your, by yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was a learning experience for sure. Right. Um, and of course having, having an editor, I don't want to say that doesn't work for you, but it's a little different when you're paying an editor and yeah. when you're working for someone else who's editing because they have a lot more say mm-hmm. than say when you're paying an editor to do it for you. That's, you know, God bless Rebecca Jaycox. You know, the, <laughs> my editor at Loris, Excelsior and Ever Upward would not be anywhere near where they were if it weren't yes. for her. Yes, and I have learned so much yeah. because, you know, I've had editors in the past that they were great, but it was, they were... They weren't critical enough, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I think I should have, they probably should have smacked me around a little bit. Yeah, Rebecca comes with a sledgehammer. (laughs) Yeah. And she uses it. (laughs) And she uses it very well. (laughs) But, you know, with with Havenwood Falls, with each book, um, I'm I'm learning more and more from these editors. And I I feel like, wow, I'm lucky to be learning this stuff. Yeah. And then, um, like with my last Havenwood Falls book, uh, I sent it in. And usually I'm there, you know, okay, hey, you're using passive voice again. You need to stop using passive right. voice. And like this last book, I hardly had to have any editing done because I have learned so much yeah. from the first book to the fourth mm-hmm. that, you know, I... You're able to kind of self-edit as you go. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And so then it was just down to not the technical stuff, but just story stuff that we think might work better or be more dramatic or, or impactful. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a very different animal when you're going traditional. Uh, can, oh, yeah. You know, but it's also it's also very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So what, uh, what kind of advice do you have for authors? Because we're going to be meeting a whole lot of readers. And I'm sure that, you know, quite a few of them are as- aspiring to have their own table here mm-hmm. at PenCon mm-hmm. uh, with their own books to sell. What do you have to say to them? Just keep at it. Um, don't, don't, don't let anyone or anything stop you. If you want to do it, do it. Like I said, it's a big accomplishment just finishing a book. Yeah. Um, pat yourself on the back, take a breather and then jump into the editing. Um, ask for advice. There are so many of us that are happy to share information. Yeah. Um, I mean, cause where would we be if somebody didn't share information with us? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I'm happy to, uh, as my friend Brian says, rising tides, you know, um, we mm-hmm. help, we help each other and we all are lifted. Right. So, but yeah, definitely just keep at it. I think, I think that's everybody's biggest obstacle when they're getting into it is giving up before they're done. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so where can where can our listeners find you on social media? Uh, so my website is, is authoramyhale.com, mm-hmm. and it's pretty much the same thing everywhere, author Amy Hale. So H-A-L-E by chance. Yes, by H-A-L-E. Yep. <laughs> so yes, uh, so Facebook is author Amy Hale, uh, Twitter author Amy Hale, Instagram author Amy Hale. Excellent. And then I also have a reader's group on Facebook that oh, is called Hale's Angels. That's we, fantastic. We love playing with that, that is, name a lot. That is one of the best names I've ever heard for a group. That is fantastic. I and our it. motto is give them hail. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a lot of fun in the group. It's not a real big group. I'm sure it's a big hit in the South. <laughs> <laughs> but we have a lot of fun with it. Um, we have my husband and I try to do weekly live chats with the readers. Oh, nice. Um, we have, uh, we do like giveaways and special stuff just for the group. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a lot of fun in that group. So if anybody's interested and you want to join us, you don't have to have read my books. We talk books in general. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if you just love to read and you want to goof off and you don't mind a little bit of off color here and there, <laughs> you know, come join yep. us. Um, cause you know, some of us say things and then realize we shouldn't have said them, but <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh, that didn't come out right. But anyway, Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, a little bit of a perverted mind sometimes. <laughs> uh, that's celebrated here. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, that's uh, that's awesome. But yeah, we have a lot of fun in that group. So we're, you know, just, I have a, a couple of questions just for you to answer just to keep spammers out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, join join us there. Yes, by all means. Yes. Join uh, join up with the Hales Angels. Follow uh, Amy Hale. She is, she is a wonderful hub of... Of, of of writing experience she's gone through so much you know she's she has you know been invited to be part of a bigger world which is an, an amazing experience it's something that i hope a lot of other authors get to experience in the future and as we said before whatever your whatever your accomplishments are by all means celebrate them because if you don't nobody else will so I want to thank Amy for being such a great guest for this episode. I want to thank all of you for listening. Uh, by all means, you know you can keep uh, just keep on subscribing to us. I hope uh, we're at excelsiorjourneys.podbean.com. In case uh, in case you haven't uh, haven't found the actual place where all of these are, um, if you want to share it, by all means, please do. And you can also find me over at facebook.com slash Excelsior Books. And you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok now under the hashtag, uh, under the, the name at George Soroy. S-I-R-O-I-S, all is one word. Thank you so much, Amy, for being here. And thank you all of you for listening. So for Amy Hale, this is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. I'll see you next week. <laughs>